Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Horror on the Orient Express, and it's available from Chaosium. I am the Keeper of the Secrets, and this is episode 27. Our recap will be given by Stuart Lightley, as his character, Thurston Thursby III. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Stu? Thanks, Tom. From my awe-inspiring journal, in the dreamlands, we were all present for Prince Nimbus's funeral services. Afterwards, there was a grand feast attended by King Caranus, his entourage, and everyone else, except Madame Bonaval. After that, the king heard arguments from both sides, the Sarnathians, represented reluctantly by Gunther Bloch, and the Ibians, represented by Dr. Kurz and Dr. Neruda. The king leaned in favor of the Ibians, asking the Sarnathians to relinquish the idol of Botharok, which the Sarnathians insincerely agreed to. Next was the trial of Prince Nimbus's murder. Cats state Arthurian law requires whomever hurts a cat is guilty and must be punished. Neuronomur, who stands the greatest punishment for such a crime, is in great distress and extremely remorseful for what he was forced to do while he was not himself. Madame Bonneval is at this trial as well, and the court acknowledged that she is in a conflict with a great darkness that has brought this about. The king assigns two of his knights to stay behind and escort Madame Bonneval to make sure she throws her hatred of the dark sorcerer into the sea of Nodens to try and end this madness that can only end in more chaos and destruction if continued. Later, as we approach the Sea of Nodens, it becomes clear that Mackenzie is not going through with throwing his vert into it and plans to step off the platform just before reaching there. But he does have a moment, pulls back and thinks, we're not sure what he may do. The rest of my companions, Gunther Block, Dr. Kurz and Dr. Neruda, all plan on going through with throwing their vert into the sea, freeing themselves of their individual troubles. However, my good friend, Dorian, the esteemed Dr. Dabrowski is planning on stepping off and not going through with it. I get off the train as well with the same reservations. After some deep soul searching, I decide to step back onto the train and carry through with it once and for all. And we all try dearly to persuade Dr. Dabrowski to do the same. We think we might have persuaded him. Tom, we cannot tell you. All right. So once you guys had made that resolution, uh, the train departs from Saranian and starts to head across the water towards the crystal pillars. Um, I described some of this before. And uh, as you approach the, uh, the cataract dropping into the Gulf of Nodens, uh, the... Uh, Mimi vaults into the sky and she uh she goes out over the mist over the over the pillars and into the void uh the stars come out the uh land behind you begins to 
fade away. But up ahead of the train, dark cloud begins to form. Thunder can be heard in the distance, and the the clouds form themselves into a gigantic black skull with glowing red eyes. Obviously, the uh, sorcerer is still up to his old tricks, and you are heading in that direction. Henri! Oui, monsieur. I see it. We uh, may be in for some trouble. I don't believe that he can do anything to us, but I do not know this the extent of his power at this point. Um, go ahead. His eyes are like distant stars, as though he has prepared this long ago. It may be an illusion, but... We shall stand vigilant and uh, take care. At that point, Karakov, who's also present, suddenly uh, falls down to one knee, grabbing the sides of his head. And he's like, my God, can't you hear it? Can't you hear them? I go I go to Karakov and I put, put my... Uh, hand on his shoulder and it's like like it's only in in your head fight fight back don't don't give in to the the guilt he um he looks both upset and crazed at the moment um he grabs a hold of your gunter and he says no no it's it's much worse at this point everybody do listen rolls double oh six dang it 44 is a regular 15. success. Hard success. Okay. Well, perhaps Gunter, because he's holding on to you at the moment and you're trying to calm him, you don't hear it. But the others, you start to hear a noise, and it does sound like distant gunfire coming mostly from behind, behind the train. What is, what is going on? I can I kind of poke my head out from the observation deck and sort of look back to, to maybe yeah. spot. You look Peter, back, and there are, there is a kind of darkness welling up out of the Gulf of Noten, so down from below, and there seem to be things inside of it. And a moment later, you see that there are horses racing in your direction, mounted by what look like Russian Cossacks, um, waving their their swords in the air. Uh, uh, Henry, is this uh, normal? He uh, Henry looks also, and he's uh, you know, Sacre Bleu. I don't understand. Uh, Monsieur Karakov seems to be manifesting uh, his fears in reality. And as you're watching, you can see these soldiers getting closer and closer to the train, like um, uh, like train robbers uh, in the Old West riding along the side of the, the train, coming forward and swinging there. Uh, Karakov becomes extremely Karakoff. agitated. 
Tarkov, you've got to calm down. You need to focus on everything good. You need to block out this badness, uh, this evil in your head. I, you cannot I, let it consume you. No, no, no. It's 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 time. They're they're coming for me. No, no. This, don't do not fight it, Karakov. At this point, Thurston, you notice something else that's kind of interesting. Each of the Cossacks has stamped into his forehead uh, um, an English pound sign. Ah, uh, oh my God! A dollar, a dollar for every, or a, a pound for every weapon that he, uh, that uh, for every person that was murdered during the war. Oh my God! Oh, you need to stop uh, reliving that part. I, it's a painful part of you. I understand I have many, many painful aspects of my life, but you need to fight it or it's going to harm everyone on this train. Your dreams are going to harm you. You have Ooh. to fight it. You are strong. Dabrowski, do a, um, do a persuade role or a psychoanalysis if you have it. So I, I do have psychoanalysis because my secondary is psychology, as my father was a psychologist. The rest <laughs> of you, well, except for Theodore, who's looking Ooh. back, the rest of you do spot hiddens. At 27, which is a success. He he starts to calm down. And as as he's calming down, one of these Cossack things catches up to the observation platform, leaps up onto it, swinging his sword. And since Thursby is right there, it swings the sword, but the sword just passes through Thursby like a like it's a ghost. Oh, the um, in fact, the color and uh, and reality of the Cossack begins to sort of fade a little. As you are telling Karakov to, uh, come on, Karakov, keep, him. keep going, keep think, keep. How do the rest of you do on your spot? Kind of hard, regular. Okay. Oh uh, well, Doctor Roland. Then you're looking around in other directions as well, and you notice that in the opposite direction, coming toward from the cloud thing, the uh, thing. You at first you see little dots in the air that you think are birds or something, but as you're looking at them, they're much much larger than birds. You're almost thinking like dragons. Yeah, and they're they're still a long long way off, but. Henri, um, is there some way that Mimi can uh, circle like the uh, Western wagon train for defense? I'm not sure that that would actually provide any defense. As we, if we can plow through it, we uh, we should be able to outrun it. Uh, but the sorcerer is sending something from ahead as well. I think if it is he, he's looking and he he squints his eyes as he's sort of staring up at them and he says. My God, Shantax. Uh, this is a nightmare thing. It's like uh, an elephant-sized bird. Oh my. Uh, Mimi, can you can you produce anti-aircraft batteries on either side of the train? <laughs> she can't. Swords is about she can't do guns or anything maybe, like that. Maybe, maybe large uh, ballistas. Large, <laughs> large ballistas? <laughs> she starts to work on that at, at some point. Um, 
the um, the the train starts lurching forward. Obviously, Henri is pushing it faster. Um, the Cossacks, the ghost Cossacks, begin to fall back, but more uh, more undead soldiers seem to be rising up out of the abyss. And uh, 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 and Theodore, what you notice now is that a number of them, of them have these very large, very ornate cannons, which they are pointing towards the uh, towards the uh, the train. Hit the deck, cannons, cannon made. Oh, if the sword, if the swords didn't hurt you. Hopefully their cannonballs are just as ethereal. Yeah. 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 Emphasis on the hopefully part. Hopefully. And hopefully, but do they look like they are Karakov manifestation? Yeah. Or do they there's, look different? They're still yeah, Russian soldiers, all the dead Russian soldiers. Karakov. Karakov, you have to resist. The whole point of this journey is you throwing away that pain. I know I, I'm a bit hypocritical because I I literally nearly walked off the train. My guilt, my guilt. If I throw my guilt off, saying, then, then whoa, they won't. Whoa, whoa. No. We, we, no. It, it's not the guilt. It's, you know, this, the, without the guilt, what will stop you from perpetuating this harm in the future? You need the guilt. Um, can do another persuade or uh, <laughs> psychoanalysis rule. Guiltiness is part of you have to <laughs> you have to feel guilt. How do you how do you do, Dorian? I I I, I will wrong now. I didn't uh, thirty six. Which if I spend a luck, I uh, pass my psychoanalysis. Okay, so I will spend a luck. He is he is. Frightened by Gabriel, but at the same time, he's sort of <laughs> clinging to you. Um, the uh, the train continues to lurch forward, and the uh, the Cossacks with the uh, cannons begin to fall behind. They do fire a few times, uh, and a few of the volleys hit parts of the... Uh, the building, the structure above you, and they do do damage. Gee. But uh, uh, they don't do as much damage as you think that a cannonball would do. I, I lean over to who's the closest doctor to me? That, that, uh, well, actually, Dr. Kurz, because uh, Dorian, you're, you're right next to him. Uh, uh, Dr. Kurz, what, what do you think? What do you think about maybe just knocking him unconscious? Do you think that might break his break his concentration, which might be drawing them here? Can you be unconscious when you're unconscious? <laughs> it's worth some sort of. I mean, otherwise, if he keeps if if Dorian can't convince him out of this, he's just going to keep pulling them with his thoughts. Perhaps if we turn him around and he sees the elephants flying down from a demon in the sky, he will be less concerned about his uh, past transgressions. Look, man, we yes. have something to fear. And grab him and spin him around. Hang, hang on, Harakoff, it isn't. You need to focus. Yeah. Uh, yes. Just right. focus on those things. 
Don't you, do you want to try persuading or? Uh, sure. Yeah. Else, if you have it. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. yeah. Magic trick. Watch, I'll make elephants <laughs> appear in the sky. There they are. God dang, my dice are terrible. No. <laughs> Ca- Even coin. more desperately, he's clinging on to Dorian. and uh, he, But Caracol. he's listening to you all. Um, the next thing that happens is as if, as if the gulf itself were the ocean, something begins to rise up out of it. And it, it seems almost like a steampunk nightmare, but you suddenly realize that there is a huge submarine that is rising up out of the gulf uh, towards you. And uh, it's got its uh, cannons pointed at the train, but it's kind of unsubstantial. It's not as strong a vision as the earlier ones you're 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 getting to karakov you're uh convincing him he needs karakov. to find another way to get rid of his guilt other than denying it yeah you need to that these these energies you devoted so much of your, of your life to accumulating capital at the expense of the lives of others perpetuating violence you need to redirect those energies in your life to something more productive, using your your fortune for charity, setting trying to set things right, promoting peace. He um he looks up at you and he starts to cry. And as he begins to cry, the uh the visions of the dead fade away. They fall back down into the gulf. But now what you obviously see as dragon-sized monsters flying in the sky. Uh, six of them in all, heading in the direction of the train. And um, the one in the lead seems to have the black sorcerer riding on its back. They are approaching. They'll they'll be here in another round. Is is it ethical or not to take this Madame Bonneval and throw her up at this thing? I was just thinking the same thing, Dr. Curtis. And uh, we can't. We can't sacrifice. No, this, is is... Her, this is her problem. It's gotten Prince Nimbus killed. Her uh, perhaps, but, but we don't have the time. At the moment, they're, they'll be upon us in a, in a second. We, what are the two knights give, doing? Give me a... a a spear, then, I guess, maybe. We need her to <laughs> confront. We need her to confront it. We don't just pass her off. We need her to confront her, the issues and problems she caused. Theodore, what did you say a moment ago? What are the two knights doing? What are their reactions to this? Uh, one of the knights got off with the king back in Serenian. Oh, so just um, one. The other one is actually guarding her, if you recall. Yeah. Oh, so, so um, they're not pressed. Okay. But something else happens at this point. Um, obviously, the train has been lurching from side to side and changing speed and so forth. Um, at first, one of the panels in the floor opens, and then another one does. And the Ibians come up uh, to see what's going on. And uh, they, uh, uh, they are quite alarmed. But they seem to stick close to you guys. 
Um, the other one that opens is uh, uh, Guillaume, the ghoul, the ghoul, who he comes running up and realizes that there's something going on. And he runs to the edge and looks up and he says, ah, we must defend the train. Yes. How? He, he, pull, he pulls out a saber and uh, uh, he uh, he makes this weird noise. It's kind of uh, mewing uh, noise. And when he does, the train, suddenly you feel the train sort of vibrate a little. And it seems like the train might be slowing just a bit. But coming through the kitchen, through the um, through the uh, the dining hall, and onto the uh, observation platform, are the two night gaunts that were driving the train. And he just immediately runs up to one of them, throws his arms up, grabs a hold of it, and off the train they go. And him swinging his uh, sword in the air, come, my friends, vive la France. <laughs> Go get him, Gary Ohm. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll ask Mimi to give hand me a spear. Yes, hand me one too, Mimi. Oh yeah, get my Gladius back. Mm. Um, they in fact, she in fact hands you the things you need, but you you notice a couple of things. You notice that Mimi's a little sluggish. Yeah, in doing this. Oh, Mimi took damage from that cannonade. You mentioned that Mimi took some damage. When you look also, over, when you look over at um, at Henry, he also looks just a little, little disoriented. It's the it's the it's the sorcerer. He remember before he tried to take over on Ray and and Mimi. He could be affecting them. Well, it doesn't look like that. It does. It's what it's what Thurston said. The, the train itself was start, partly damaged, so he has. He's he is the train. The train is him. Just also the uh, hellish things that feed Mimi are not stoking yeah. the fire. Perhaps we should yes. replace oh. them, Henry. Henry, I was thinking Doctor Curse. Is is Henri uh, available? Yeah, I mean he's he's like, do not worry, messieurs. We we must protect the train. She will not allow them on board. But you seem strained. You seem depleted. Is there anything we can help you with to regain your sorts? The train, like everything in the Dreamlands, is made of vert. You can affect it with your minds. I started uh, using my dream skills I made when I made my totem to try and um, imagine fixing Mimi's injuries or damage. Right with you. I love that. I am also with you. Yeah. Positive vibes. Oh, I Me. passed. <laughs> 19 out of 27. Wow. 82 does not help you. Yeah. I uh, do apologize. <laughs> Seven, oh, 
it could be a hard if I spin three. Does that make a difference? It won't make a difference. You find yourselves able to almost regrow the parts of the palace that are breaking. Uh, meanwhile, these things are getting much closer. Um, what else? Uh, Karakov is, has calmed down, and he's realizing that now everybody's in distress, so maybe he would do better to help instead of yes. think about himself. Um, still, no sign from Madame Bonneval. Um, Zhusha shows up wondering what's going on. And uh, she's surprisingly, uh, we have to protect Henry. I've known Henry for a long time. This is, we can't let this thing. And, and she says, I don't think that the wizard can directly harm the train, but I think those Shantaks might be able to. Those are creatures of the, of the dreamlands. Yes. Uh, Zhusha, if you know of this Shantak, uh, does it, what does it, what drives it? Or, and how could it be uh, fended off? I, I don't know. They're just mindless nightmare creatures. He must be controlling them the way he controls uh, others. Uh, otherwise, they're just, if, if you could break the control, uh, they would just fly away. I would I would like uh, a bright source of light. Is there anything? Um, you can try to craft something. Yeah, I'm trying to dream a, a, a mirror that gives off more light than it takes in. Uh, eight points is... Yeah, why not? I want a shark. I want a mirror that gives off light that I can blind them with. Okay. Send them off. Jusha says, I think that we might do better up above. And you see her go over and start to climb. And as she does, Mimi grabs a hold of her and lifts her up on top of the train. That I shall follow. Is the is other night gaunt still there? Yes. I would like to follow Guillaume's example and take my spear and okay. take to the sky. It's an interesting sensation because you don't have to do much grabbing a hold of. It grabs a hold of you as you come up to it, and it makes no noise. It's completely silent. It has no face, but it seems to understand your thoughts. So uh, it, it vaults off like... Uh, like a bird, like a, a hawk le leaping off the train with you on, on board it. Um, there were only two night gods? Yeah, there's oh, just two. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, the cats join you. And the cats are furious because they can sense the evil. And they start swarming all up over the train and up onto the top of the train. And um, the Ibians also climb themselves up onto the, the top of the train. Um, do a listen roll. Yes, I wonder what the Sarnathians are up to. This will be oh. a fight for the ages. The Sarnathians got off in Serenian. Oh, that's right. Uh, 
97 will not I, I do not hear a single two thing. points I will spend the luck well actually Gabriel you're off you're not on the train oh I'm, I'm on so, uh, yeah. this was a listen yeah. yeah I just missed it yeah. I hear it I hear okay. it clear what you hear Dr. Roland uh, Dr. Kurz is you can hear the voice of Maronimer inside the train saying he's here let me out I'll kill the son of a bitch Mimi, Henri, can you release the prisoner? Can we trust him, even though he's been controlled by that dark sorcerer before? I don't think he even had a voice when he was under the control before. I think he is a, uh, enraged. That could be wrong. I think it's a, a worthy uh, risk. I mean, the wizard is busy controlling those el flying elephants. Good point. Let's hope that's where his focus is. Okay. You can see Henry is uh, regaining his composure, and he says, yes, I'll release him like this. And you see the, the, the pit open up, and Marunimer comes out first in his normal form. But as he comes out, he transforms into that sort of crystal spider thing. Uh, and once again, he goes up onto the train, um, swinging his strange spiky arms uh, so what are you guys going to do are you guys going to climb up karakov is also willing he's going to get out his saber i'll i'll search for uh for mimi's hopefully mimi has completed a couple ballista units or or harpoon units and i'll try to if one's available i will i will man that and prepare to try to shoot them off Theodore, as you as you climb up, you can see where she's attempting to form them. Uh, and you see that it's taking her a great deal of effort. Uh, you also realize that it's not going together quite as good as it should. And the train is slowing down in the if, air. If I stand or sit, kneel next to it, just lay my hands on the creation and put all my knowledge of how to create that, May I try helping Mimi? Sure. What would that entail? Oh, Dreamcraft. Oh, Dreamcraft. Oh, no. Well, at least it, it just went up a little bit just before the game. Come on, please be low. Oh. No. It's not okay. Good. But you realize that there is something wrong with Mimi. I think you guys said it earlier. Yeah. yeah I'm going to, uh, instead of climbing up, I'm going to uh, go to where the uh, engine would be, like that we saw earlier. All right. So you you run through the dining hall, uh, through the kitchen, into the foregone. And as you enter the foregone, um, the uh, the box that Karakov had placed there with the rats inside of it, it seems to have changed a little bit it doesn't seem to be so noisy as it was before um you run past it and you go into the uh the tender which uh as you recall has like a, a walkway around the sides of it and mm -hmm. there is mimi's mouth and a couple of pairs of shovels which you need to literally cut into the one animal and toss it into the other uh, I would like you to do a sand roll. For oh, yeah. 
Oh, that's a fail. <laughs> okay, so you're really, it's gross and disturbing. Ah. You've got to literally stand right on its back while you're doing it, and it's kind of oh, it's all sticky squishy. and gooey and yeah. squishy. Yeah. Is but, it yelling in pain? No, no, not at all. Oh, but once so <laughs> once you start doing that, there is a definite change. The uh, The train begins to pick up speed once again. All right. Um, there is a call. Uh, you think it's from Guillaume again, that strange tittering sort of noise. And as you look down, more night gaunts start flying up out of the abyss. Um, there is a noise from down below. And I... It's not in a human voice, and it's not in—it's not even sound, as it were. But you get the distinct, solid impression that Nodens is pissed off that somebody is attacking the train mm. because he has a deal with uh, with Henry. So he is sending more night taunts to assist in the battle. At this point, the Shantaks arrive. Um, they swoop down in an attempt to grab a hold of part of Mimi or, and or smash some of the, uh, the palace. Um, but they are countered by both the Ibians and the, uh, the cats. Um, the cats literally fling themselves off of Mimi onto the, the Shantaks with their claws and their biting and they're scratching and they're screeching. Um, the Ibians do the same, though less effectively. They do have big claws, but they're kind of made out of goo and rubber. Um, <laughs> so you start to see a few of them fall loose and fall down into the abyss and vanish out of sight as they fall. Uh, Guillaume slashes at the birds as, uh, as they're flying, which causes them to buck and wheel to the sides. Um, Jusha, um, you notice that what she had as her, uh, her, uh, totem was a little ballerina. Suddenly the ballerina in her hand grows, um, grows to like, like 10 feet high. And she seems to be able to wield it like a club. And as these things come by, she's swinging at them and attempting to hit them. Um, but one of the Shantaks hits her and uh, knocks her back. And uh, she seems to be somewhat injured at that point. What are the rest of you guys doing? Dr. I'm Gabriel, so you can. I'm, I'm, I'm in the air with my spear. I'm going to go poke at the wizard. Okay. <laughs> I run to Zusha's aid because I'm okay. free at the moment. So. I'm still sh shoveling away. Okay. And I'm trying to use this uh, mirror light to confuse uh, or disorder the Shantak. That's exactly what it does. It seems to reflect the light from the stars and the, the planets around you and focus them on the Shantaks. And it's the equivalent of like shining a la laser beam into, uh, into the the thing's eye. So it, it hits its eyes and it immediately wheels to the side and breaks off its attack, but it, it flies back around to make another attack. 
And you can see that the Shantaks, as hideous as they are, which you should probably all do sanity rolls for just seeing them, um, their eyes are red like the uh, the wizards. So you'd think they're under mental control. Three four is a pass on sanity. Okay. Succeed with seventy. I'll say I'll say you'll you'll take one point if you fail if you if you pass and one d four if you fail. One d four coming up. Do I lose any for my sanity fail for shoveling flesh? Uh, you can you can do uh, just two two points. Just two. Okay. Sanity I lose. Damage. I lose two points. Okay. Um. What is there any more? Uh, uh, you mentioned night gaunts. More came up to to assist. Uh, do any of them come nearby for me to try? Yes. To you you them? seem to be able to just think that you want them to come near, and they will. Yeah, I, I cannot let my friend Dr. Neruda be out there by himself. Well, with a ghoul, but still. <laughs> he can have his right flank covered by a ghoul, but his left flank will be covered by none other than myself. Yes, I would be, I could go back, but I want to have Zusha. Okay. I am a medical, medically trained. Dorian, you, you run over to her and um, she's bleeding, but she's still angry. Um. It's at that point. Well, let's let's go around. Uh, Dr. Neruda, why don't you go ahead and we'll call it, what was you call it, Bla Brawl? Sixty-nine is not a pass. Okay. Uh, yeah, as you go towards the wizard, the, the Shantak flaps its wings and just blows to the side, almost knocks you off the uh, off the night gaunt with the blast of its wings. It's like a hurricane. Um Theodore, you now are airborne. What are you going to do? Um, I'm going to, my goal is, is to try to close up the gap between myself and Dr. Neruda and fly in tight formation to, to uh, assist him and then attack from there. But I think there's quite a distance right now. Okay. Well, these things now have spread out and they're coming from all different angles towards the, uh, towards oh, okay. the, the train. Then I'll just take the closest one and, and okay. try to, to go after it. Preferably one that's more focused on the train, so my attack might be more surprising to it. And oop, there's a miss. Uh, let's try... Uh, let's see. Does it see me coming at all? Well, they have like five eyes on each side of their head, so it probably does. Oh, okay. All right, so I'm going to spend four luck to uh, make this a success then. Okay. So you, you swing, or you, you, what do you have? You have a gladius. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You swing your gladius and you clip one of its wings, um, which since it's the size of a, you know, dragon, an elephant, it, uh, it, it hurts it. You know, you get a spattering of, of like blue blood on you, nice. but it, uh, it wheels and it turns and it breaks off its attack in that moment. You also see for that moment that its eyes change color for Ooh. just a split second, and then they go back to red. Interesting. Um, Do, does the damage to the wing seem to hinder its flying at all, or is it negligible? It's not as, yeah, it's almost negligible, the damage done. Dr. Roland. The... Uh... Great dark cloud with the stars for eyes that is the demon. Is it static in this or is it moving or it, is it, it seems solid? to be it seems to be s static. Um, 
though now it's more manifested in the actual sorcerer who's on the back of the uh, the shantak. Yeah, well, I I think I need to try to focus my mirror onto that figure, and if he is distracted, then his control would be lessened. Okay. Um, and if I don't, I hit the shantak. Maybe he's hiding, and it has a difficulty. I would like you to do a power roll. Uh, ah, a hard success. Okay. As you look in that direction, and you're going to make your attempt, you suddenly realize that there is a force trying to push its way into your head. Um, the eyes of the sorcerer seem to be the way that it controls people. And when you're looking directly at them, attempting to focus this, you feel like it's trying to take you over, but you pass your, uh, so you pull away from it and realize that you, you don't want to look directly at the thing in the sky. It seems to be a, a part of its power. This goes on for a few minutes. This thing is coming. The, the wizard is is uh, you know, trying to uh, damage. There's a few points where he manages to get the Shantax to do some damage to the ship. And you see that it affects Henry to some extent. However, the train is the train isn't like losing its cohesion or anything. And Gunter continues to feed it. And you also begin to notice that the Shantax and the wizard seem to be focusing on a certain part of the train, which you are pretty sure is where Madame Bonneval is. Um, it's at that point that a hole opens up in Mimi, uh, the the one where the, the palace is. And the palace sort of opens up also, like an organic thing. And Madame Bonneval comes flying out of the the hole up into the air and she's got that heart-shaped valise in her hand and she starts screaming at the the wizard you'll never have it it's never meant to be given to you you'll never have it forever you will chase it and forever you will fail to get it and she flings it and uh as she flings it, the wizard on his Shantak dips down and intercepts the thing and catches it in his hand and begins to cackle this sort of bizarre, strange noise. He tears open the valise and there's nothing inside of it, which infuriates him. She laughs and then she says, and now you'll know. And she takes her rather long clawed hands, which you never quite noticed before, and she rips them into her own chest and tears her rib cage open and reaches in. And what she pulls out is a gigantic ruby shaped like a heart. And it sparkles in the light and she holds it aloft. And as she does, these bright red beams of light, much like your, your mirror, begin to shine out. And the wizard, once again, banks around and heads towards her. And you can see that 
wherever these beams are hitting him, he suddenly is bursting into flame. And he banks and wheels past her as she does, and she's laughing hysterically. And he manages to hit her hand. And when he does, the jewel flies out, sails across Mimi, and lands uh, right at Dr. Roland's feet. It is still shining. And he's now banking around to try and come in your direction. Of course, I should throw it into the gulf, but I fear that he will intercept it if I release it. And it did it. seem to be burning him. Yeah, I will uh, take it up, and uh, perhaps if I, perhaps I can even use it and the mirror together to make a larger field. You, you almost don't have to. Once you've touched it and you feel it in your hands, and it's kind of hot. Yeah. Um, you can feel sort of an interior energy moving through you, and as it hits the stone, the stone becomes a blinding red light, and you see the wizard suddenly bursts into flame and begins to scream. Madame Bonneval also bursts into flame as you're doing this. Uh, the wizard falls off the shantack and begins to plummet, but you can see him literally turning to ashes as he's falling. As he's falling, the Shantex suddenly bank and wheel away, uh, no longer controlled by the wizard. The cloud in the sky vanishes, and uh, although the crone, as she is now, looks black and burned and ancient, and is also beginning to crumble. She also begins to fall into the void, and you hear her scream, uh, at last, I have repaid evil with fire. Hate is stronger than love. Love forgives, hate destroys. Now the lovers can rest. The evil is purged. My purpose is ended. And she plummets into the void, and the Shantax leave the uh, train reconstitutes itself where it was damaged and everything is suddenly calm. The, the, uh, the night gaunts wheel around, they bring you back to the train and set you down gently and they come in and they relieve uh, Gunter. And uh, within a, f a few minutes, uh, everything seems to be going back to normal. As I come back up, I'm Maybe panting because that's probably the most exercise I've gotten in a, a while. My, is it over? Yeah, she is. The two of them are together at last, as they deserve in uh, the abyss. Henry regains his composure as this is all going back to normal. It's like he's uh, had a migraine and he's finally come out of it and. He begins to realize everything that's going on. And uh, he says, we will be to the uh, ferry bridge in just a moment. Uh, oh, one other thing. The Shanta, I mean, the, the Night Gaunt brings back Guillaume and sets him upon the platform. 
And it's quite obvious to all of you that Guillaume no longer looks like a ghoul. Mm-hmm. He looks like a human being again. Even My his friend. even his uniform has been repaired. Ah, well, it is hurt after all. My friend, you are uh, no longer in need of the abyss, perhaps. Your I, uh, natural bravery has recovered you very well. I didn't know such a thing was possible, he says, in kind of archaic French. But... We, monsieur, you have, you have regained your humanity by bravely facing the... Uh, Monsters. You've also noticed that anybody who actually lost their footing and fell into the abyss was recovered by night gaunts and brought back to the ship. So the Ibians are all here. And uh, and the cats. And the cats are all brought back. They're okay. And, and as. The, did the ruby expend itself? or No, the ruby is still in your hand. It's not, it's not shining at the moment, but. Um, and it, 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 it feels odd. Um, I wonder, Henri, if this ruby can be something that is incorporated on the train that protects you in future from these aberrations. I uh, don't know, monsieur. And when he reaches for it, um, he stops and he says, this, uh, this jewel, it has, uh, tremendous amount of hatred locked mm. into it by her creation but it would seem that it burns evil i don't think that i can incorporate it into the train in any way mm. do you think it belongs in the abyss or is it mm. too great for this i think well, it it's up to you monsieur but i wouldn't physically handle it very much no Perhaps it could be of use to us still. We have this the one problem. wizard. This this one sorcerer is dead, but there's another one in the waking world who I think will be finding out that he wasn't given a certain scroll. <laughs> yeah, we don't know how to bring things back and forth, but uh, perhaps I will make a special case for it and. Uh, in my stateroom, so that it may be preserved for future use. We have arrived, messieurs. And you realize that uh, the train is pulling up to a little platform that just seems to hang in the air. And um, it has a small, very ornate, uh, very beautiful crystal-like uh, bridge that goes up and over uh, over the abyss itself. And there seems to be a door at the far end of it. And he's like, through that door is the waking world. You will return to your place where from whence you left. Um, and it is a tradition. You can throw your vert into the, the void anywhere here, but most people do it on the top of the bridge. Makes sense. Mm. Henri will, since we will not be able to be on the train again, 
Is there any chance we can see you again in another part of the Dreamlands? Well, you've seen all the places that the train travels. If you are in Uther. Um, I stop in Uther for two hours, so certainly it's possible. Mm. You can have cafe at the uh, at the we, Russian's house, the Russian's tea house. We, we. Well, my friends, it's been quite a journey. Thank you for saving me. It's been an absolute pleasure knowing you, Henry. Uh, we, uh, I, yeah, I hope we shall see you again. I, uh, if our. Uh, uh, King uh, Tarragon and Queen Sophie still about, or did they yeah, go back? They're, so they're saying goodbye. Damn kid. <laughs> <laughs> Which somehow you can understand. Yeah. It was a good journey. It was a good but perilous journey with you, Honor. It was a pleasure, and I hope we see you again. Congratulations to you on your good works, and may your train run for very long. Jusha tells you that she's decided to keep trying. So she's not going to throw her talent, her dreams into the void. She's going to keep her dreams and keep going. Uh, Karakov in tears is thanking you that perhaps he can turn over a new leaf, though he's very old. He can do what he can, as uh, Gabriel told him. And he thanks you all with tears in his eyes. Uh, the uh, the Ibians, they do something rather interesting. They seem to be weaving a kind of network of vines right on the edge of the bridge. And they bid you goodbye, and they climb down into the void themselves. Hmm. Uh, and one of them says, uh, as they're going, it says, uh, no need to worry. We died a long time ago. Okay. Oh, my. And they go. Um, Strange creatures. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Guillaume, he's not going to throw anything. He's not going to kill himself. He's not going to throw himself. And he's going to go back and, uh, and live in the dreamland. So his body is dead. Whatever his body was in the real world is dead. But now he can stay here, apparently. Um, make amends for the, the crimes that he's done. And it's sad that Mackenzie got off. Maybe, maybe someday in the future he'll complete the journey and become a poet. And so you guys walk out onto the uh, train, I mean, onto the, uh, the bridge. And as you leave the little platform and step onto the bridge and go, um, Henry waves goodbye and he steps back up onto the train and you see me, Mimi turn and vault into the sky and you see her you know, vanish into the distance. Uh, and now you guys are alone on the bridge with the little door. Well, say so that's an experience that 
we never thought we'd have and we'll never have again. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, letting go of my uh, blaming myself for my father's death, I think, will be a, a relief. And the try of the journey was what will give me the strength to release it. Okay. Just, just as you get to the crest of the bridge, looking down, you can see that it's dawn. The uh, sun is coming up in the distance. The stars are winking. The, uh, the, uh, the, the, the dawn bursts as like fountains of gold and carmine and purple. And um, Are you all throwing your things in? Yes. Okay. And as you do that, your heart feels lighter. Uh, and you take a few steps towards the little door, and before you know it, you uh, you open up your eyes, and you are lying in your beds, and uh, you are once again on the train. Dr. Kurz, do a... Do a spot hidden. Well, you already know. The jewel has come through with you, and it's in your hand. Describe what what it what it what what you're doing. Are you holding it in your hand? I I find it in my hand. Uh, I wonder if. Okay, you find it, it in is... your hand, but as you are suddenly looking at the stone in your hand. Your peace suddenly seems to move away from you. You're suddenly thinking about all of the trouble that you've gone through at this point, and you can feel this sudden overwhelming hatred reaching inside you and beginning to flood your soul. What do you do? I, uh, I think it is possible that this thing is, in fact, the heart of the simulacrum. And I cannot get rid of it, but I must not hold it. So I... Uh, you drop it on the bed? Oh, yeah. I, I yeah, put it on the pillow and go to a trunk and look for something to contain it. The second it's no longer in your hand, the feeling goes completely away. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I will wash and wash the hand as well. And yeah. I would like to find... I. In Venice, I will find something to contain it, something maybe with lead in the casing. Is uh, how large is this stone? Um, it's um, it's not big. Yeah, so it's it's large. It's something that you could easily wrap in a handkerchief. In fact, you'll notice that if you put cloth over it, you don't you don't feel anything. So it's like you have to have direct contact with it in yeah. order for But it. it has been steeped in hundreds of years of hatred and right. animosity. Very good. So for saving the train, you all gain 1d6 of sanity points. Um, you saved Henry, you gain 1d4 sanity points. Oh, nice. 
Um, and this and, can uh, go. Oops. Go ahead. This this can go above our starting. Yes. Oh, nice. I just can't. Can I go above ninety nine minus your Cthulhu mythos? Right. And as you wake, you awake on the train, uh, and it is pulling into Venice, uh, into the St. Lucia station, uh, at about 8.26 a.m. Venice is a very interesting city. It was once the most wealthy city on the planet. Uh, It is built on top of a number of small islands in a salt marsh. Uh, so it's got water all around it. The, uh, the train station itself is quaint, uh, but fairly new. And uh, the, you, can't, you, you can't walk everywhere. There are water taxis. There are gondoliers. There are small boats that will take you wherever you need to go in the city. So let's see, the train station is actually not really near this, but uh, this is the main area of the city. The Piazza San Marco is where the big church is and where the uh, the Doge, Doge's uh, uh, palace is. Uh, the uh, uh, It's also where the Biblioteca Marciana is. Uh, uh, you guys have the map, so you can take a look at it. There's restaurants, there's, there's hotels. Uh, everything that you would need. Um, You guys are completely refreshed and you realize that whatever it was that you gave up is, is literally that it's just that, Hmm, I'm just, I'm over it. I'm over that part of my life that caused me such pain. Rest a little bit easier. What would you like to do first? Obviously, you're getting you're going to one of the hotels. Uh, All the lovely hotels. Oh, and the food. Oh boy. The um, we'll say that you pick the uh, the Hotel Royal Danielli. Oh, this is January though. Okay, so yeah. it's not really it's not gelato time. No, it's it's cold. Yeah. Mm. That's it's always gelato time. Danielli. Don't lie to yourself. That's right. Yeah. It's always gelato. Yeah. That's yeah. So, a little chocolate. Mm. And uh, what's interesting is most of the uh, buildings in the, the city are um, rectangular. They are maybe three, four, five stories high. Um, they're they're usually composed of uh, a rectangular building around a central courtyard. So like a rectangular donut. And the front doors literally come out onto a porch with little steps going down into the water uh, because you would you would approach them from a gondolier or something like that, a little boat that would park there and get out. There are a few sidewalks that are along the shore, but for the most part, there are alleys and and uh, uh, con- uh, contos, uh, little, little squares, and uh, it's literally a maze. Uh, it was not built with uh, hmm. 
with the idea of roads in mind. It was built uh, by the waterways. So it is, it, you can get uh, easily lost in the city, going over bridges and, and, you know, down tunnels and around this and around that. And there's water everywhere. You also notice there is a smell. And right now there is, it's a slightly stagnant smell. And when you ask, um, it, it, it's always been a problem when the tide comes in and the tide comes out. Uh, it replenishes the water, but there's not much much water movement inside the city itself. So it tends to get a little stagnant and you can smell it at times. Um, so you are, we'll say you're still in the train station. Uh, What's, what would you like to do? I, I mentioned as I go on, well, according to uh, our clues on Venice, uh, one of the Napoleon soldiers uh, brought a piece here. Uh, the doctor said that it could be in a museum or a private collection. Not, not a, not what piece it would be, like a leg or anything. But mm. the Doge was very powerful for quite a long time. There is also a document. The Basilica San Marco, if I'm not mistaken. Are, is there a heavy uh, black shirt presence here, or does this look like it's not quite swept up in that fever yet of nationalism here? Actually, it's pretty well swept up into it. You, you can see them if you look in any direction. Um, there is police. There is, you know, uh, as well, there's police and there's black shirts. Okay. It's a very, it's a crowded city. So there's a lot going. I mean, there's people everywhere at this point. After we uh, check into the hotel, I would like to see if there is any message from Smythe at the post restaurant at the Telegraph. Okay. Good shout, Roland. All right. So um, the Hotel Royal Danielli <clears throat> is just uh, just a little bit east of uh, the Piazza di uh, uh, San Marco, where the church is. Um, so you get, uh, you get to your hotel, you get everything checked in. Um, all of your baggage is there. Uh, do you check everything to make sure it's all still there? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Huh? Okay. Yes, it is still with you. Good percent. <laughs> I check my uh, chest to see if it still has the checkerboard pattern bash oh uh yeah um we'll add a couple things into that uh gunter mm -hmm. as you are breathing in the the miasma and the air uh at this it it smells particularly bad to you and uh <sighs> makes you cough a little bit and uh, dorian uh you uh as you're getting off of one of the water boats at the hotel uh, you you slip a little on the pier and you uh, you bang your left arm against a pilaster and it's quite sore. Careful there, Dorian. Uh, this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. 
Ah, the clumsiness. And... But at this point, only Gutier has uh, Gunther has the um, the chest problems. All right, so you stow your gear. Oh, you said you were going to go to the post office or the the telegraph office. Mm-hmm. All right. So you find when you uh, do your code uh, and they retrieve your restaurant, you have two messages um, that have been posted. Uh, there's no dates, so but you'll assume that they're you know in the last week or so they have been posted. Uh, the first one is this. Uh, he writes, lead in Salzburg, stop Baron Colorado, archives, stop, searched, but no information. And the oh. following one is this one. We are trying to help, stop, review Deutschen order documents, stop, unclear on how to destroy statue, stop, Sidefka scrolls hold the key, stop. Take care to go unnoticed. Stop. Good luck. Deutschen order is a new phrase for us. But the good news is that uh, these are recent, so Smythe is alive and recovering and still following. These were from Smythe? I didn't notice a Smythe name attached to that. or That's the code that we use to receive telegrams. Unless he has been betrayed, right. compromised, yeah. I wish the he would not use the, the word Sedefkar in the telegram. The Deutschen Order, and what was there was the, another city in archives named in a baron. Salzburg. Oh, Salzburg. Salzburg, that was Baron Calardo, and uh, he wasn't able to find anything. Yeah, it's a new name to us, though, mm-hmm. and uh, suggests also. I mean, Salzburg, Colorado is not a, a German name, so it's uh, another European trans transient person. We seem to have a lot of movement among the people who deal with the simulacrum. You would do an intelligence role. You can all do it. Ah, twenty. So that's seven is the rate. Ooh, 24. All of us in the 20s. It's hard. I got a 57. So, if you recall from reading the um, the Blood Red Fez, which I think you read just last week, (laughs) it uh, uh, back then there was there was an alternative route for the Orient Express that went up through Germany. So, you're uh, the route still exists. It's just that most people don't take that route anymore because they can go through the the Simplon Tunnel uh, and cut out a couple of days. Uh, but it sounds like he might be, if he's in Salzburg, then he's following a different route. But we have not seen this name before, Colorado. Is that right? Correct. And if we had, if we wish to change routes, would we have to go back as far as Paris, or um, to get to I think, I think so. Yeah, pretty far back. Yeah, but he's telling you in that that there's there's no information there. Yeah, so nothing. he said the Colorado uh, archives, which it sounds like a Spanish name. Yeah. 
Good. So Smythe is alive and well. I'm happy to see. Uh, and we have no one else that we uh, we have no other names in town to contact. So perhaps we start with the, trying to find a document at the Sulaga. Sounds fair. Mm-hmm. Yes, the image of the devil, I believe, is its name. And this is a large English. tourist area. And yep. uh, check the museums, of course. Um, oh, actually, no, this is just so. So we left the, the train journey took how long again? Um, through the, the night. So you guys left at, uh, what was it? Uh, like 11, 11 almost midnight. And yeah, and you've arrived at eight. Okay. Morning. All right. Okay. So, but we have the extra rest that comes from sleeping in two worlds at the same time. <laughs> I was just wondering if we should look for wanted posters, but it's, it's too soon for that. <laughs> just in case. I'm paranoid that there could be a communique, telegram, or a phone call placed. So do you want to check the newspapers? Hmm? Always. It's a, a good concern, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, you don't see any indication of anything in this morning's newspaper. Mm. No, even uh, not even a reference to the opera last night and strange um, events? Information might not have gotten this far that quickly. So, yeah, you can yeah, check again might. in the afternoon. So we have a couple days, maybe. Yeah, because that literally was last night or yeah. Yeah, yesterday afternoon. Exactly, yeah. Not even 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah. In a couple days, we, we may want to like keep our eyes and ears open to that. Yeah, well, if you want, I can assume that you guys, when you are in between doing things, you're checking the newspaper. So, right, yeah, <laughs> sure. Well, I figured they'll have a review of how the guards did at the opera, you know. There was a very large fellow who was one of the guards who was sorely missed, his gravitas was impressive. <laughs> the supernumeraries yeah. at the opening night. <laughs> yes exquisite ah. all right so what are you going to do first now that you're here in venice one you think you're probably going to do is sort of orient yourself oh yeah um, the uh the uh, like i see you're just within walking distance of uh the palazzo de san uh the the basilica of san, san marco mm-hmm. um which looks like this January, um, so it's not it, tourist season. Yeah, but there's still quite a lot of people. Oh wow! Um, it uh, it was one of the wealthiest churches ever built. Um, it's also the only place that there is a true uh, what they call a piazza. So there's a large square. Uh, the Doge's Palace is here. The church is here. This is all flat. There are buildings and houses all around it. It's actually kind of L-shaped, the way that it's it's put there. Uh, it's it's large. All of the other places that are little squares 
uh, where people eat and drink and do stuff. Those are called uh, compos, I believe. Yeah. Um, they're not called piazzas. All right. So you're there and you're looking around and the, of course the famous pigeons and the, uh, the bronze, uh, the bronze horses that were stolen from Constantinople during the crusades and, you realize that a great deal of this wealth was stolen from Constantinople during the Crusades. Still, it's a merchant town. It's made yeah. tons and tons of money. Uh, oh, what would you, what what are you going to do first then? So, Naruto, your notes say something about uh, the Basilica de San Marco. I forget what you are. Uh, la Imi la Imagini de Diablo. Diablo. Yeah. So yeah, there's the some devil, sort of yeah. clue. And the Basilica I have read is full of uh, mosaics, so many images that it is perhaps overwhelming. It might take us some time to find the right thing. But... It should be interesting, and we are thinking of the wrong church. I think you have it correct. Dr. Naruto, you can do an intelligence roll. 68 is a regular path. You are thinking of the wrong church. Mm. I'm thinking of the wrong church. Because it is in the, the Mary Queen of the Heavens. Right, but and what's in the city? Let's see. It's Venice, Venice, Venice. Here we go. What city was that in? It's Venice. Oh, Venice. So There's it is in Venice. Probably but, 500 churches in this. Town. Town. <laughs> yeah. So, so, we, so it is a church in Venice. It is not this particular church in Venice. Not this massive church. Right. This church. So I wanted to go stop by Mary Queen of the Heavens Church. They might have it in an archive. I think it's a document. Yeah. So what are you going to do? How are you going to find it? Um, I will ask. <laughs> I will oh, go. Concierge. Yeah. They would know. <laughs> All right. I'm the concierge. Uh, monsieur, what, oh, I'm going to do French now all of a sudden. <laughs> I don't know what to say in Italian. Uh, in Italian, oh, he says, well, yes, sir, what can, I, what can I do for you? Uh, yes, we were looking for the uh, Mary Queen of the Heavens Church. Do you know where that is? Santa Maria Celestia. Um, I don't believe I've ever heard of it. Um, he uh, gets out a guidebook and looks through it, and he says, "No, there's there's no church listed in here. It must be fairly small then." Would would the would uh, the smaller churches be more on the outskirts, the periphery, sort of away from Marco Plaza? There's there's no rhyme nor reason to our our city. Uh, it could be around the corner. It could be somewhere on another one of the islands. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it's hard to say. Um, would I would, somebody at the, you think somebody at the Basilica? 
Maybe. Marco might know. Maybe. Yeah. We could check uh, in the, uh, maybe the library or at the church library, they might have a more of a documentation of the churches around the city. Yeah, if there's, if there's documentation, the library might have something, the, the bibliotheque. Um, or ask, ask experts on the city if you find, uh, you know, little museums and things like that. There might be somebody who might be able to answer you. Brilliant. So looking, looking at the map that he has with uh, museums and libraries and sure. stuff, on it do we see a couple of the larger more notable libraries uh well marciana is is right here in in the piazza um oh, it's it's huge it's like six hundred thousand volumes oh that's the one right across from from the the doge's palace correct oh yeah oh that's big yeah let's yeah we should go there they were probably that would be a great place to start. The library is uh, magnificent uh, when you get inside. Ah, uh, oh, quite spectacular. Oh, 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 I ate there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can see the table there. <laughs> um, all right. Well, much. Uh, much to be expected, as uh, as you've run into this in other major libraries before. Uh, they're a little restrictive on your ability to go through their things. Um, they would much rather you hire an assistant That's to do the work. Um, it's suggested to you that you hire somebody from... Uh, where is it? Um, from the um, uh, folk, folk, all the Italian speakers out there, forgive all of my mispronunciations of every Italian word in here. Um, the Fosciari University, the Fosciari University, um, uh, it takes you an hour or so to secure somebody, but you get a, a fellow named Giorgio Gasparetti, a young fellow. And he, he says, so I can I can help you. Um, so what are we looking for? Uh, well, we're looking for a, uh, a church. It might be an older one, but it was uh, definitely not on the list of the common tourist churches. Okay. Uh, Dr. Neruda, what, what, Mary Queen? Mary Queen of the Heavens. Very queen of the heavens. All right. So he starts to assist you with uh, with your research. Um, do a spot hidden. That is a R2 is not a pass. It is a regular for me. Those of you who passed um, perhaps it's the paranoia of the previous parts of this trip, but you get that sort of feeling like there's eyes on the back of your head, like somebody's <clears throat> watching you. Mm -hmm. 
And there's a lot of people in here. And as you're looking around, you don't see anybody in particular. You see a few black shirts. And How are they these seem... fezes in Venice? Are there many fez wearers? It's not really as a popular a thing here as it is like in England and other places. But, but black shirts, <clears throat> so. Yeah, the black shirts, they make you nervous because they're, they seem to single out foreigners. They're fascists. They don't. Uh... So the black shirts are actually weaving their way through the library? No, you see a few of them here and there keeping the peace. Okay. But you, you get the distinct feeling that, you know, it's, it's almost like somebody breathing over your shoulder. Um, but you can you can sh shrug that off and you keep going. It takes um, it takes Giorgio a little bit of time, uh, but uh, he finds he finds an interesting uh, reference to Santa Maria Celeste. Um, it was in the he says to you it was in the Castillo district. Uh, but uh, it uh, it was destroyed in the Arsenal fire of 1569. Uh, the church burnt to the ground. Uh, there was a convent that was attached to it uh, that managed to survive, and uh, the nuns risked their lives to grab a lot of the uh, the documents that were there and save them. Mm. So and uh, Giorgio, uh, if this convent still exists, do you think they might have artifacts? And what is the uh, protocol for approaching such a cloister for well, scholarly um, reasons? I think if you just present your necessity, I don't exactly know what your your need is what what is it that you're looking for I'm a, what, I'm, a, uh, I'm a scholar of of theology um based in a university in the united states and i'm doing i'm on sabbatical right now doing accumulating well i i'd say your best best approach is just to ask um my guess is you know they might have a basement full of documents from the church Yes. Oh, well, very good, Roger. Thank you for he, uh, your assistance. He gives I... you an indicator on the the map of where the district is, and the general location of where that would be. Uh, the maps are not so perfect, uh, but uh, it would have been in this area. Says it should take you maybe uh, half an hour to forty five minutes to walk there. You will have to take at least one water taxi. Mm -hmm. To get there. Uh, and uh, when we are in the neighborhood, I think it should not be so hard to ask where the convent is. Uh, should we ask gentlemen for Giorgio to look for any reference to Sudefkar? Maybe to... Uh, not, maybe not for the Sudefkar, but maybe for... I'm trying to think how to word it. As uh, soldiers brought parts of this part of the statue here but hmm well napoleon i mean napoleonic um, era 
French soldier. There's gonna be, I don't know. I mean, there's nothing like shortage of plunder from Napoleon. There's an infinite number of things Napoleon's soldiers take and carry. Maybe, and... maybe linked from with uh, uh, Napoleonic plunder, but that might be related to mysterious, unusual, odd stories. Because it seems like wherever these parts go, very bizarre things and stories circulate around it. That could help us find, maybe narrow it a little bit, as opposed to here's 50 Roman coins they discovered and that was it. But, but I mean, I don't know what you would even have them look for. Uh, an unusual abundance of left leg injuries, like these, whatever, whatever this, whatever manifests, um, Oh, Are, you're talking medical. about this in front of him. Uh, we're sort of. I, I, think, I think we were having an aside, but yeah. okay. But I think, yeah, the question is, do we trust it, Giorgio, enough to mention the word Zedefkar? Because that is the shibboleth that. I think if you if you were to form an opinion, the guys the guy looks like he's a university student, so. He might not have lived long enough to run across such things as, <laughs> you know, ancient magic. He's, uh, it would just be a word to him. Right. So let's continue. I don't know where, where it happened. Have him look. Um, one thing he could look for, I guess, are there like old, like hospital or medical records, some kind of... My friend Rudy, you are making this very complicated. We shall go to find the convent and talk to the nuns. Young man, Giorgio, uh, anything you can find on the records with this word, Stedefkar, uh, he writes down. is or, of uh, interest to us. You said um, Napoleonic? Napoleonic. That's the right. That's the proper era, yeah. yeah but the uh, the statue Stefkar won't won't be of that age. But that was the last time that it was uh, seen was in the Napoleonic age. And there could be there could be physical artifacts or also documentation. Yeah, it seems to me that that a great deal of spoils were brought here, and some taken away. Um, in that period, especially by Napoleon and his army, um, I can see there's probably not not a, a a list. If there is a list, it's huge of, of things. Not sure that most of it would be documented, but I can take a look. I can see what I can find at that time. Grazie. Yes. Mm. Mm. It's a shame they not as a. Uh bureaucratic as us Germans on uh, documenting everything. <laughs> Is there anything else, gentlemen, that you'd uh, like me to keep an eye out for? This could take some time. Yeah, we expect okay. it will be a little bit of a search for you. Uh, there's a, go on, please, Thursby. 
Oh, I was just gonna offer like giving him like a, a incentive little bonus. <laughs> yeah, we'll say that you guys have worked out your your price. Yeah. And and a nice one, not not skimping. Right. I'm sure, we engender a feeling of uh, <laughs> appreciation. All right. Um, so now, what are you going to do? Try to find this convent. Nothing like talking to a nun on a January morning. Okay. So you you start heading out. You at first it's fairly easy to travel because you can tell the you know, the gondolier or the taxi the, the water taxi fellow you you want to go to uh, uh, the Castello district. Um, but then things become a little bit more difficult, and the reason why is because this damn city. Uh, is laid out like a gigantic maze. And in fact, in each district, they number the buildings like one to 6,000. And they don't seem to go in order or in a particular direction. And uh, as you begin to ask questions, um, you, you realize that you are kind of the butt of a joke. And the jut the the butt is every time you ask directions, they'll tell you, you know, go this direction, just keep going straight. And it seems to be a a, a a joke because there's no way to just go straight. There's a hundred twists and turns along the direction, and you find yourself very quickly lost. But you find that you are slowly gaining ground. And eventually you get to, uh, you turn a corner thinking that, okay, it has to be here. Um, but what is there instead is uh, is a uh, nautical uh, mechanics school uh, that seems to be at the address of the convent. Hmm. I, uh, looking at maybe the architecture of it because I assume like this building was repurposed by the nautical school is there like uh, like some religious iconography still left over on the building yeah definitely it, it looks like it was originally possibly a convent mm -hmm. um the church uh, no longer is there. It's now a completely different set of buildings. But yeah, this one definitely looks like it's old enough, but it has been repurposed into a naval uh, 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 naval mechanical school. Hmm. No nuns. Well, I suppose uh, we can still go in and ask about... <laughs> All right. Like what became of the convent? Yes. All right. So you go in, and in fact, it's a very it's a very professional looking school. There are classes currently going on, uh, but you get somebody in administration to come out and they says, "Yes, can I help you? Is there something um, you need?" Good. Good afternoon. Um, I am a. Doctor of Theology from um, Miskatonic University, and I've been 
uh, traveling Europe doing some religious research on sabbatical, I was uh, made to be aware that this building used to be a, a convent and I was hoping, I was hoping was that it? would still be the case and, and looking for old that might, that might explain a few things about the architecture of it, but yeah, I wasn't aware of that. Um, you're looking for old documents. Um, I mean, we have we have a lot of records down in the basement, but I think they're all naval records and things like that. Would you would would it be too much of a of a bother to go to go? look at the records or the rooms perhaps there is uh, I, I don't have a, a trace problem with of that um what are you exactly are you imagining that you've uh that, you, that there would be uh church records or is the convent the convent rescued um a number of artifacts and documents from a church that burned on the arsenal fi fire of 1569 we were hoping that those would still be extant do uh do a luck roll <laughs> 43 is a pass okay he says uh says well you know i i have no problem with that the the records that we have down there are pretty much you know not very useful any longer uh there's nothing rare or you know uh, <laughs> important um you're welcome to look for it. my guess would be is that if uh when the convent went out of uh, was disbanded. They probably transferred all those documents um, to the Bibliothèque Marciane, but mm. if they did anything at all with them. Yeah. Senor, how long has this uh, school been on the premises? Oh, um, maybe uh, 50 years. Ah. So you are, you are, there have been many uh, before you who have owned the institution. Yeah, I was not aware though that that it was a convent before that. But like I say, I mean the architecture in in Venice is all over the place. Hmm. And uh, in addition to documentation that is naval and in the cellar, is there uh, art that exists still from before the school? No, there's some. There's some. Uh, a few pieces of naval art, but. Not very much. It's kind of Spartan. I'm. I mean, if you want to look, you can look. Yes, thank you so much, uh, Senor. All right. So, do you want him to show you the where the records are? Yes. Okay. So he takes you down some stairs, some rather narrow stairs. Uh, it does. The whole thing reeks kind of of convent. Everything is uh, tiny and cramped and not made for comfort. Uh, there's basically, you know, wall-to-wall -wall filing cabinets and uh, boxes of documents and things like that. Uh, go ahead and roll a 1d4. Two. Okay. For two hours, you search through all of this stuff, and you can't find anything that's not naval-related. You're pretty sure it's not here. Is there any? There's no no indication of 
I don't know. I don't even know how you want to locate like, but like a false wall or somewhere where they would somebody might have. Yeah. So. Was there was there any uh, thing in the documents uh, like I don't know if they had it back then, like a workman's cop kind of thing like has there been some unexplained injuries consistent injuries at this place um you don't find any indicator of any kind of injuries other than uh, you know maybe a few normal sort of things but things you would expect but no uh, like, what you find mostly here is you find architectural blueprints well i mean not architectural <laughs> but like uh naval vessel blueprints and uh you know what seemed like shipping dock stuff and some of it going back a long ways, but it's all boring and uh, mundane yeah. and unimportant. Uh. Now, I suppose also we should think, uh, thanking the gentleman, I assume, and going onto the street. Yeah, I assume okay. we are done. Yeah. I wonder if we should uh, in also consider where the church that burnt was. In a place like this city where uh, surface area is so vital and nothing is left fallow, what, what did they replace the church with? Or do we go back to the library? I mean, it says that we were told by... They were uh, right next to each other. Georgia. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it would be it would have been attached the old church. Yeah, it's literally right in front of you, but it would it's no longer. It's just some other building. Hmm. Well, we're not too far from the library. We could see what uh, Giorgio has dug up in the last two, three, like three hours. You're probably getting hungry at this point, too. Oh, yeah. We could get lunch on the way back to the library to check in with those. We could definitely eat. Definitely. Now, they have predominantly Italian food here. But huh. I kind of guessed that. Yeah. But there's also a couple of places by the hotel that have uh, Germanic names. Oh. I was curious about this restaurant, Pils. Mm. Uh, we haven't experienced much of Northern Europe for a little while. So if no one objects, perhaps we go to this Pils place. Oh, the restaurant Pilsen? Yeah. Could you, hopefully they have a good pilsner. Yes. They probably have superior beer there for the I think but the Italians make wine, not beer. So the wine Ireland here is not uh, the, the beer is not so good. So some actual pilsner might be good. I think we should have nothing but audible praise for Italian things though when we're here. <laughs> Do oh, you need, oh, I mean, oh Italian wine is fantastic. Exactly. The best. Italians. Italians know how to do things here. All right. No, I'm hey. just, the, the wine is fantastic. So it's going to take you about 45 minutes once again to get back mm -hmm. where you were. Once again, a few more water taxis. Um, you notice that the gondolas are a little more touristy, a little more, you know, people going on romantic, you know, things. Uh, the, the gondolas are large, black. They've got that strange sort of key thing on the front and they're also asymmetrical. They're not perfectly symmetrical so that the gondolier can stand on the back on one side and use a pole. And the shape of the gondolier compensates for the one-sided pushing as it goes along. 
uh, the uh, water taxis are motorized, obviously. And so the din of that water taxis when you're near the water is there. Um, you notice once again, as you approach the water, uh, as you're right on top of the water, it's it's got a nasty smell. Um, you notice <laughs> there's a bit of a kind of a little bit of an, what looks like an oil slick uh, that's on the water. At least occasionally you see that. And you wonder where the sewage goes. It might just get dumped into the ocean. Uh, it's not too pleasant. Uh, you get back to the little uh, restaurant, and indeed, it's uh, German food. Um, it's got some Italian stuff influence to it, but uh, you sit down, you have a nice meal. Spätzle. So, as you are sitting there eating, um, looking around, it's a, it's a cafe. Um, have we been followed at all? Well, black shirts kind of all look the same. I mean, the people themselves don't look the same, but you're not really paying attention to the black shirts. You do see black shirts here and there, and they do glance in your direction, especially more so now that you're eating in a foreign restaurant. Um, they look at you with suspicion. We should have eaten at an Italian restaurant. Um, we, we can speak Italian, so we, we could... Uh, oh, yeah. Let's kick up a nice Italian conversation. It mean you start speaking Italian quite yeah. loud, not loudly, loudly. I would like you both to do Italian. Italians know how to cook German food. I'm telling right. you. Right there. Ooh, ooh, look at that. I succeeded. I also did. I got dead okay. on my feet. Yeah. So your Italian sounds good enough that they don't think they're not Italian. Huh. <laughs> um everybody roll spot hidden again and we'll uh we'll, we're trying to get see who gets the best roll. Uh, uh, 97 uh, is not a good roll. Uh, 91 also bad. 61 is a pass right on the dot. And I I've got a 51 out of 55, so that's a success by a few points. Okay. So I'd say it's a tie between Dr. Neruda and Dr. Gabriel uh, and Dr. Uh, uh, not Dr. Uh, yeah. Theodore. Um, but we'll say since he mentioned it earlier, we'll say Theodore. Uh, you look over at a newspaper. It's the afternoon edition. And uh, <laughs> you do notice something right on the top of it as you, as you reach for it. God. There are two articles. Oh, dear. Ah, unionists attempt to disrupt opera. Oh, thank goodness. It's those damn unionists. <laughs> All of Milan continues to worry about its missing diva, even as the opening night of Aida went on as planned. It is now believed that seditionists gained access to the backstage area of La Scala in an attempt to disrupt the entertainment. A number of personal guards were critically wounded in a gunfight, but managed to drive off the unionist rebels. They were, however, unsuccessful in causing any disruption to the opera itself, uh, though a number of valuable props were either damaged or stolen 
from the property. The police are still on the lookout for these criminals and will keep the public informed. Milanese man murdered. Police revealed this morning that prominent Milan businessman Arturo Fascia was last night the victim of a bestial slaying in a seemingly isolated incident. He had been at La Scala with friends for the opening night of Aida and had gone backstage to congratulate performers when he became separated from his companions. His badly mutilated body was discovered late yesterday by maintenance workmen on the roof of Il Diomo. An official at the cathedral stated, it's impossible for anyone to get up there at night. This is the devil's work. Milan police would not describe the wound sustained, repeating merely that they seem the work of a deranged lunatic. Residents of the city are warned to exercise caution at night. Signor Fazio was a widower without children and devoted much of his time as a patron of the arts. He had recently returned from a business trip to Turkey. Those damned separate, yeah, those, oh, I'm telling you, those unionists. Yeah, that's what you said loud in Italian. Uh, so I saw Faccia go into an alley. I heard a terrifying scream. I found nothing but blood there. And somehow his damaged body ended up atop Il Duomo. How close were, were you to it when you saw that body? When you saw that happen to him? Or you heard that happen to him? I was like down the street. Yeah. And I oh, ran you were right in, yeah, he had vanished. It was impossible. So I wonder now if he was taken up vertically by some creature. Yeah, at this point, some creature is a good guess. And I wonder also what uh, what conditions they found him in that the newspaper describes us uh, with such avoidance. Yeah. That's he, there was a lot of blood in the alley, so I don't know if he was crushed and then moved. Why did the body show up on Il Duomo? Uh, that is bizarre. It is also worth noting that he had been in Turkey, which is, of course, where we expect to close this if we should be so fortunate. Hmm. And they have no idea still about the poor diva. <laughs> I hope she and Dr. Is- York have made their way to Paris by now. Yeah, Yeah, they should be getting there about now. Did we ask Dr. York to send us a telegram ahead so that we would know how things went? I think you told me. thought we had. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He mm. was missed on the train and the dream train, after all. He was. Although on the real world train, having the cabin to myself was quite nice. <laughs> I bet it was, Gunther. Oh, yes. Bottom book. <laughs> uh, okay, so if 
the sense of being followed, being surveilled, is that ongoing? I mean, it's maybe, it really feels like it might be your imagination and yes. your paranoia. Jumping and flying. As long as I don't see the same face in different places. No, uh, you don't. So we, should we visit Georgia? Well, that's that's a good idea after lunch. Yes, indeed. We we must do that. It's important. All right. So you head back over to uh, Biblioteca Marciana, and um, you find Giorgio. He's busy looking through things. He says, well, gentlemen, there is a great deal of things that were brought into the city, both by you know, it, it was like the spoils of war or um, things from all over the world uh, with Napoleon. So unless I have something specific I'm looking for, you mentioned this word. I've found no reference anywhere mm. to this word. Maybe, um, maybe could you narrow it to like a uh, human, uh, human-sized statue? pieces statue parts something like that yeah it's a, it's I mean, a statue that, that doesn't help much because the city is filled with statues perhaps there is something else you could look for an old latin document the imagini del image of the devil he doesn't say that like he knows what you're talking about he's interpreting what you're saying um i've never heard of it uh what um do you know the the day and age the time the uh what sort of document uh it would have been it's old um round how much do our characters know about this stuff? I'm trying to be like the crew. Yeah, I can't remember. It, I mean, it was 1500s. Um, or at least that was when the church was burned. Um, 1596, was it? Is it the Crusades? That was when the church. Yeah. Um, what church? You were, you say? Mary, Queen of the Heavens. So it would have been a, a a book that they had. They had so so the church had it. The church, Mary Queen of the Heavens, had it. The church burned in a fire, arsenal fire, fifteen sixty nine, and yes. that was transferred to a convent that was attached to it, or at least the convent. The nuns save records, but the convent has since dissolved. It's now a nautical mechanics school, as we unfortunately discovered but they don't know where I any of the old convent records were transferred they said they might have been transferred to this library that gives me a something to go on i will see what i can find there are a great many documents here that are not cataloged so i can start a search but it'll probably be I don't know, tomorrow maybe the next day that i find such a thing oh, that, oh, that. that's, that's fine Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'll give him a little, a little bit extra, you know, to you know, make sure you have a, you know, make sure you eat. Yeah, we have a 
price. <laughs> yeah, you know, every yeah. every time Theodore sees it. Thank you. Smiley. All right. So what next? Uh, it's now getting, you know, it's late afternoon. Um, is there like a museum around here? I, museums I mean, everywhere. Yeah. Museums everywhere. Okay, yeah. Um, I think the uh, the Basilica de San Marco itself is uh, one of the most uh, complicated, interesting uh, arts. Spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. The mosaic the mosaics themselves. Are so is the Doge's palace. Is right, oh yeah, right, right there. We have um, t- time to look around and be marvel and experience marvels. Do you want to go from the uh, the restaurant directly there? Do you want to get cleaned up? And these old things are all right within walking yeah. distance. Oh, oh, we, we might get cleaned up. Yeah. All right. So you go uh, up to your rooms, and uh, when you get there, uh, Gunter and Dorian, uh, you all, you will go to your rooms. Uh, Gunter and Dorian, uh, you suddenly, you, you hear those two uh, just suddenly yelp as... Uh, as they go into their rooms. Oh, uh, Gunter, what you see in your room is your trunk has been broken into and the torso is missing. Dorian, Dorian, what you see in your room is the torso and the arm have been removed from your trunk and laid on the bed uh, in a manner that would be like semi-articulated. The arm is in its place. It's not attached, but it's laying next to it. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I walk up to it. I want to... What the rest of you Cautious. hear them yelp? Yeah, and I'm going to come, yeah. come out of my room go and, and knock on like whoever's door is closest to me. Yeah. We'll say Thursby's. Yeah. Yeah, Gunther, Gunther, what was what's going on? My my room, my my, my uh, trunk has been opened and 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 it's gone. Oh my god! So I'll go in there and start looking to see if there's any signs of break in it. Yeah, is the door latch broken? Was the lock intact? The door latch and the lock are intact. The windows are and closed. Nothing seems forced. Nothing seems to have been forced. You also you find, have, of course, Dorian, but by this time. I heard Dabrowski also cry, yeah. Dorian, have you been robbed? Not exactly. Uh, stay back. Come to the doorway, but stay back. Now, I forget. How was your trunk secured? Was there a big padlock? Was there uh, a chain? No, there was a padlock. Uh for both padlock and chain okay. for mine. Mine would have uh, just been locked because, uh, yeah. Just the lock want... that's on the thing? Yeah, I didn't want right. to draw attention to it. 
Oh, uh, you do notice that the lock on yours, Gunter, has been broken. Uh, and Dorian, you find that the padlock and the chain have been broken. Uh, no sense at all. Uh, in fact, uh, one of the links in the chain is actually bent wide open. I, as I said, I get closer to be uh, to be articulate form on the bed, and I'm not touching it yet. I'm just observing it a bit more. I know looking into it, it sends fuzzy, me fuzzy and stuff like that, but eventually I might give it a little poke to see if there's a reaction to me poking it. It feels the same way as it always did. Of course, at this point, the light from outside the, the afternoon sunlight coming in has turned it all white but uh they're both the same color they're both white i i assume it's on the bed as if it is articulated as if it was where a human would be so he... well yeah sort of but not quite it's just they've been laid next to one another in such a way that the arm would go here and the body would go there uh, but it's still just kind of in the middle of the, the bed I look around the room, see if there's an, a note or anything. I might even look under the actual... Nothing. ...things. Uh, what is going on? Huh. Are, are we uh, still just at the door? Anyone well, who's at the you door... Can all, right? You can all see it now, what, what's going do, on. I, do, I do not understand. Was it, was it cut with, like, bolt cutters, or was it somehow ripped apart? Does it um, look like, like a sharp snip? Yes. Or I would say, Theodore, when you're looking at it, asking that question, it almost looks like it was bent open. Oh, my God. What on yeah. earth? And That's... the lock busted. But the it makes no sense. Big, thick the pieces w- wish to be together. They opened the chains themselves. They Quite possibly. The yeah, if, if we collect more, I'm fearing this thing's going to uh, so, overpower us. Are they just next to each other? Or are they actually connected? They're just next to each other. They're not connected. What, what if this sounds ridiculous? But what if we try to connect the two parts right now? I would rather see some documentation about how to destroy the thing before we experiment with such powers. But I have a feeling if oh, let's go on the theory that they are trying to be close to each other. Let's ignore the fact that someone could have broken in or whatever and done this. Let's go with a theory that they brought themselves together. Yeah. They're going to keep doing it. Did 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 Dr. Kurz let us all know about what you woke up with? Oh, I don't know that it has come up. Yeah. It's um, true in my room I have the ruby heart. Is that still there? Or is that yeah. embedded in the chest now? We'll go and see. It is still there. Hmm. Maybe uh, we definitely well, keep the torso and the arm together, like legitimately together. Don't separate. We will we will close on this with one final mystery. And that's how did the torso get from the one room to the other 
when the doors were locked and the windows are closed. Uh-huh. And that's where we will end it for tonight. Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, David Gasway, Stuart Lively, Keith Craig, and Josh Harwood with yours truly as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows, and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.